It is pointless to resist. Take it easy. Today is Saturday, October 28th, and it's the final week of the 2023 baseball postseason. You may have noticed this week that the hot stove is already beginning to kick into gear. We'll talk John Carlos Stanton. We'll talk Juan Soto rumors, contradicting rumors at that, which catchers the Yankees might possibly trade. And we'll give away a Garrett Cole jersey as part of our 35,000 subscriber celebration, plus a sneak peek at some improvements that we've made to next year's show. This is NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Everybody, welcome back. Lori C says, good morning. And Sawbelly, liking the Saturday morning shows. I like them too. Uh, I'm a little tired. Stayed up watching the World Series last night. And uh, I had to work the Foul Territory post-game show, which, you know, went till well after midnight. Uh, and then I dreamt about, you know, cutting baseball highlights and things like that. All night. So it was a tough night. And it was one of those nights where I heard a song during the day and one line from the song just kept like repeating in my head all night every time I would wake up. And that's always like just the worst kind of misery for me. But uh, I don't know if you guys are, uh, you know, baseball fans in general or just Yankees fans. I'm sure some of you stop watching when the Yankees get eliminated. And that used to be me. But last night was an all timer. Corey Seager, somebody that I know Yankees fans wanted to acquire, hit one of the biggest home runs in World Series history, an absolute bomb. And then Adoles Garcia with a walk-off home run to win game one for the Rangers. I'll tell you what, two teams that just two years ago lost 100 games and the Diamondbacks won just 84 games this year. So They've turned it around quickly, and that gives me hope that the Yankees could do the same if they're willing to make the correct improvements. Uh, Doug Rao in the house. TP. Morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, and Lori C., fan of the game in general. Look, game didn't end until after midnight, but it was worth every second. So if you missed it, go back and watch or at least watch the highlights. All right, lot to get to this morning. Uh, we're going to have a giveaway for a Garrett Cole jersey as part of our Twitter promotion, our 35,000 subscriber. Uh, thank you very much. I know a lot of you want to get to Juan Soto, and I promise we will. Uh, but we got some news about John Carlos Stanton this week. And we got some news about the Yankees coaching staff this week that we have to get to. So we must bid a fond farewell to Sean Casey. See ya! He has elected not to return as hitting coach. He announced on his podcast. I didn't know he had a podcast, honestly. Um, not sure it's going to make a huge difference unless the Yankees get some better hitters to begin with. But I do believe that they will announce a new hitting coach shortly after the conclusion of the World Series. Free agent hitters are going to want to know who they're working with. 
and that they're working with a well-respected hitting coach and guys that you trade for. You know, uh, I know a couple of people within the front office, and they have told me that uh, the Yankees are already conducting interviews. The one name I've confirmed is on the interview list is Chili Davis. No word on whether or not he's accepted the invitation. But it's it's more likely, I think, that the Yankees will go with someone who has deeper Yankee roots. On foul territory, the name that uh, A.J. Pruszynski threw out there was Alex Rodriguez. I personally think he would do an outstanding job as a hitting coach because he's so knowledgeable as a hitter. If you look at his Instagram page, he posts a lot of like comparison videos on different swings and things like weight shift and, and bat path. And it's all, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the guy knows hitting, uh, but he just runs his mouth a lot. I think a little bit too much for the Yankees. You, you don't want the hitting coach to be someone who draws attention, which is something that I think A-Rod would definitely do. Don't be surprised if the Yankees bring in somebody like Gary Denbo again, uh, if he's willing to come back, or maybe Hensley Mullins. You probably won't see any major announcements this week because during World Series week, Major League Baseball likes to put a moratorium on pretty much any announcements that could draw attention away from the World Series. You might remember, in fact, A-Rod, uh, broke that golden rule when he announced after the 2007 season during Game 4 of the World Series that he was opting out of his contract. Major League Baseball did not like that. The Yankees did not like that. And and, and frankly, it's the type of thing that I think will cost A-Rod some opportunities going forward. So let me know in the comments uh, if you have anyone that you uh, prefer. The reality report with Craig Gatto says, how about number 23, Donnie Baseball? Absolutely. Hey. You see the new animations there? Uh, this is what I call the Diamond Vision, uh, nicknamed after the Yankees, Diamond Vision. Uh, we've, I've been working on a lot of different animations. I've got, I'm going to have custom home run videos for everybody next year. Uh, we're going to have all sorts of cool stuff. But you'll see some of it uh, today as we move forward. It's still a work in progress. But uh, yeah, let me know in the comments if you have anybody in mind. Jay Mata says, how about bringing in a Nick Swisher, maybe as a potential bench coach, if not a hitting coach? I like it. I like it. All right. Earlier this week, we got some news on John Carlos Stanton via Chris Kirshner of The Athletic. Apparently, John Carlo is going to Driveline, which is a data-driven baseball performance center in Kent, Washington. Mookie Betts went there after last season. He added something like two miles an hour in exit velocity, which is not something that John Carlo really needs to add. He's got some of the best uh, exit velocity in Major League Baseball. His problem is bat-to-ball skills and swing path. You know, he, he ranks very high in average bat speed. So... The bat speed is not a problem, even though it has declined in recent years. He's still strong enough. He's still young enough that the bat speed is not a huge issue. But his bat path has always been an issue with bat-to-ball contact. He's got kind of a chopping motion. You know, you picture a lumberjack chopping down a tree. That's the kind of swing that John Carlo has, and he kind of overwhelms the baseball with brute strength. Sean Casey said they wanted to consider you know, tweaking his stance a little bit. You might see him open back up. He's been hesitant to do that. You see him wearing the thing on his face. He protects that face because he got hit in the face. 
he hits a lot of balls on the ground because of that chopping motion. Now, when he connects, you know, correctly, it can lead to hard line drives and a lot of backspin that can create monster home runs. But they might want him to add actually a little bit more of an uppercut or at least a little bit more of a level swing and hit more fly balls. His batting average on balls in play has not been good. It's always been bad, but as he's gotten slower, it's gotten worse. There's also been talk within the Yankees' front office of designating him for assignment, but first, they want to try and fix him. Obviously, they don't think they can trade him. They owe him $98 million over the next four years. So if you harbored any thoughts about Giancarlo getting traded, you can let those go. I don't think we're asking the right question. He's going to enter next season as the DH. And if they're able to fix him and get him more consistent, I mean, it could be one of the biggest moves they make this winter. Now, I don't think you're going to turn him into the 280 hitter that he was with the Marlins or the 59 home run guy that he was with the Marlins. But this year he hit 190 and, you know, low 20s in home runs. What you really need him to be as an effective DH, if he can hit 240 with 35 home runs and stay on the field, you will take that every day and twice on Sunday. I love it. Uh, Lori C says Edgar Martinez for hitting coach. I love Edgar Martinez as a hitter. Excellent. Mariano Rivera called him the greatest hitter that he ever faced, and he owned the Yankees. Uh, Richard Ellison says he wants Paul O'Neill. I've said this before. I don't think Paul O'Neill wants to leave Cincinnati or the broadcast booth. I mean, it's a lot of work to be a hitting coach, you know? Uh, I just don't. I just don't think he would want to do it. We've heard the name Tino Martinez thrown out there. I like that, but he didn't do well when he was with the Rays as a hitting coach. And 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 quite frankly, Chili Davis didn't do great in his uh, you know various stints as a hitting coach either. So it'll be interesting to see what the Yankees decide to do uh, with the hitting coach situation. Take a few comments. Darth Wacko says, fix him or let him go. And Mark uh, Izzy Yu says, Mark Teixeira for hitting coach. I love Mark Teixeira. He is a switch hitter. I always like having guys uh, who have experience hitting from both sides of the plate as a hitting coach because they can understand the approach that major league hitters have to take versus you know, various pitchers, you know, regardless of what side of the plate they're on, they have that experience. And he was a guy who hit over 300. Uh, he hit for power. He hit in Yankee stadium. He's very level-headed. He's very articulate. He's smart. You know, he's been on the radio. He's a good communicator. I think that's something the Yankees value a lot in their hitting coach. So it'd be interesting to see, uh, which way they go. We also had more Juan Soto talk uh, this week. You know, this is the perfect example of how there's, you know, all sorts of back and forth and often contradicting reporting this time of year. Andy Martino reported that the initial conversations between the Yankees and the Padres had begun about a potential Juan Soto trade. And then later in the week, we got a report from John Heyman who said the Yankees haven't spoken to the Padres since the trade deadline. Now, two things worth noting here, in my opinion. 
Uh, number one, Martino never said when those conversations happened. So he may have been talking about the trade deadline, in fact. Just that they did happen. And Heyman has absolutely zero, absolutely zero credibility after the arson judge comments. Just a bit outside. Look, if Soto can be had, the Yankees have to make an effort to go get him. We don't know what the cost is going to be, but I think you can get him without giving up Dominguez or Spencer Jones because he's just got one year remaining under contract. But let's not forget that this guy already turned down almost $500 million from the Nationals. I heard the number was $455 million. We don't know for sure. But here's the facts. He just turned 25 years old this week. He is 304 days younger than Estevan Floreal. That gives you some perspective on this guy's age. He's a career 284 hitter. He walked 132 times this year. He hit 35 home runs. He also tied his career high in doubles with 32, and he's proven he can play under pressure. He had a great World Series with the Nationals when he was a teenager. He spit on a close pitch from Justin Verlander and then hit the next pitch for a home run. And this is prime Verlander. And he won a chip. He's got a career 421 on base percentage. And if you put that guy in front of Aaron Judge, as you look with it, look at his stats right there, 158 OPS, you put that guy in front of Aaron Judge, and that's what I would do. I would bat him second and hit Aaron Judge third. I'll tell you, Judge would drive in an unreal amount of runs. Martino also reported that the Yankees are shopping both Kyle Higashioka and Ben Rortfett and plan to go with Austin Wells and Jose Trevino as their catching duo next season. Can't say I have a problem with that. Uh, I love Higgy as a backup. I think Ben Rortfett is a fine defensive catcher, and he worked well with Garrett Cole, so it'll be interesting to see how Garrett Cole reacts uh, if the Yankees move him. But Trevino's working his way back. He was a Platinum Glove winner. I've always thought that he would be fantastic as a backup. Austin Wells is the left-handed power bat that the Yankees have been missing as a prospect. Uh, and I, I think it'll be great to watch him blossom as a young catcher in New York. He impressed me behind the plate. I thought he was fine. I, his arm was good. His pop time was good. I, I would really love to see the Yankees go with that combination. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see what the Yankees are able to do. Mark Peterson says, why isn't Wade Boggs a hitting coach somewhere? That's a great question, Mark. So a lot of times the best hitters don't necessarily make the best hitting coaches. Barry Bonds was a terrible hitting coach with the uh, Miami Marlins and uh, Ted Williams, bad hitting coach when he you know had his brief time as a hitting coach. To, to guys who it comes naturally to, a lot of times it's more difficult to teach. What you really need is somebody who's been around the game, who can communicate. Um, you know, I've always liked, as I mentioned, switch hitters. You know, I think Don Mattingly was one of those rare guys who was a great hitter, but also a great hitting coach. But if you look at, you know, the guys he had on his team, he had, a, you know, when he was the hitting coach for the Yankees, he had A-Rod and Jeter and Matsui and Sheffield. Even he said uh, when they got Sheffield, I think it was, that he's just a bus driver at this point. Make make sure that everybody gets to the ballpark. So, you know, uh, Lori says, Higgy and Rorfett will get us a case of sunflower seeds 
and two spots on the 40. You're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? Look, uh, I, I think you, you can get more than that because they're both good defensive catchers, and that's a, a commodity that's rare in Major League Baseball. Higgy is a, a fine backup with some decent power. You see it right there. Good power to all fields. You know, we tried starting him a couple of years ago when there were some injuries, and he, you know, he proved he's not an everyday starting catcher, but I think he's fine as a backup. We know that both those guys are good defensively, and that's something that other teams uh, uh, definitely value. All right, we got to get to a quick game time ad, and then we're going to talk about the, uh, or we're going to give away the award or the, the, uh, the Garrett Cole jersey, and we're going to take some uh, voicemails. Final game time ad of the year. Uh, they have signed up through October, and this is going to be my final episode of October. As I mentioned, I'm working the Foul Territory World Series. I want to devote all my attention to that for the next several days. Uh, NYY Recap, sponsored by Game Time. Thank you so much to Game Time for all of their great support this year. Fastest growing ticket app in the world. Download the Game Time app to your phone or smart device. Visit GameTime.co. Or just get it on your phone. That's the easiest way to do it. Get last-minute tickets to all your favorite types of events, not just baseball, concerts, theater, comedy, whatever you want to go see. They had bull riding and rodeos on there. They got wrestling on there. And if you use the code NYYRECAPS, you can get $20 off your first purchase. Game time. Lowest price on last-minute tickets. Guaranteed. Rick Diaz says there are some rumors that the Padres were interested in Juan Soto. I heard that uh, the Yankees were considering dealing uh, Anthony Rizzo. Look, if, if if you can get something for him right now, I'm not confident in guys coming back from concussions. You know, Clint Frazier proved that he couldn't do it. A lot of guys have proved that they cannot come back from concussions. I have experience with head injuries, and it's um, it's not easy to come back from. All right, let's do the... Uh, Jersey giveaway. Uh, we have reached 35,000 subscribers, so thank you very much to the audience. The public numbers are a few behind, uh, so it may not be showing 35,000, but on my dashboard it shows 35,002 subscribers, so I want to say thank you to the fans of the podcast, the people who have supported this channel over the years and helped us get there to this level. Look, I'm not one of those people who says, oh, I'm the best. This podcast is the best. I don't like to brag about that type of stuff. I like to try and, and keep myself humble because there's always somebody better. There's always somebody bigger. There's always somebody who's uh, more accomplished. All I try and do is put out the best content that I possibly can and give you guys a great show. And I let the numbers speak from this, for themselves. And 35,000 is something that uh, when I first looked at the numbers several years ago, and I looked at the projections, I said, you know, in a few years, I can be at like 35,000. That's nuts. I didn't think it would actually happen, but it has. And the fact that you guys have supported the channel to the level you have, and now we are looking up only at Talking Yanks in terms of podcast subscribers, in terms of viewership numbers. Um, now, Yankees Avenue is mostly highlights. They've gotten into podcasts lately, but in terms of just a purely podcast channel, um, you guys have made NYY recaps, one of the biggest podcasts in sports, not just baseball, not just the Yankees. So I thank you so much for all of that. Uh, and it's, it's proven that there's an appetite for, you know, a little different style coverage 
of the New York Yankees and for high production value, which is something I always try and bring to you guys. Um, and I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you and give away a jersey. So I put up a contest on Twitter, and I'm going to pull the, or X or whatever you call it now. So we're going to pull that up right now on the screen and take a look. And the winner of the contest who will be getting the jersey is Salvatore at Sal Spotifora uh, and been watching since 2021 so thank you very much go ahead and DM me the address that you want the Garrett Cole pinstripe jersey sent to and I will send it your way uh, go ahead and uh, send me that on, on the Twitter DM or you can email me at Derek at Streamski Media Dot com. I will be taking the rest of the World Series off to focus on the foul territory coverage. Definitely subscribe to that channel. Uh, we're, we're trying to go biggest baseball coverage on planet Earth for that channel. You know, not just the Yankees, but everybody. I've been privileged to become good friends with Scott Braun, with Eric Kratz, with A.J. Pruszynski, with Todd Frazier. Guys who I watched for years and respect immensely. Uh, I will be at uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City on Thursday and Friday this week to cover the show in person. Uh, Frankie Baseball will be there too, so if you if you make your way on out, uh, you can see Frankie. Come say hello, and thank you for all of your support. And once again, we will see you next time. And Salvatore, congrats on the jersey. Enjoy the World Series. I'll be back for hot stove coverage. See you then. Most impressive.